You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 32. Wow, guys, if you asked me a month ago if I thought the financial world would almost come to a standstill in four weeks, there is no way I would think it's even possible. Isn't just everything right now just so crazy? I'm having a conversation with Dan O'Day on the podcast today. So if you don't know who Dan is, he's been on my podcast actually once before. And I think his last episode was the most listened to episode. So if you haven't heard Dan O'Day before, jump over to that one. He has won many awards, including Australian Wedding Photographer of the Year by WPPI. And he's also self-proclaimed best wedding photographer in the universe. I don't know about the last one, but I like to joke with him about all of his awards because he's got so many. And it's just a conversation because I think sometimes in these harder times, you know, we just need a little bit of entertainment and relaxed conversation opposed to advice and tips and things like that. I think you'll really enjoy it. Dan's just Dan's just chilling at home. We did it over a Zoom call. So it's just a good little conversation to be part of. Before we dive into that conversation, I want to quickly chat about something else. I know I have listeners from all over the world, from all walks of life, from crazy successful wedding photographers up to up-and-coming designers to dreamers at their day job, hoping to one day leave their job to go to full-time working for themselves, becoming a creative entrepreneur. So I want to give a quick message to those that dream to one day become a creative entrepreneur and run their own freelance or creative business. But you feel right now you're stuck in a job and you, that you can't really leave and you don't know when the perfect time is to leave your job or you haven't built up the skills you need or you don't have the knowledge yet. So this is a message specifically for you because I like to talk a lot already to successful entrepreneurs or to tell stories from where I am right now, but I don't talk much about making the leap of faith and starting your own hustle, basically making your own break. So here it is. If you have a full-time gig right now, if you're a full-time worker and you want to start working for yourself, but you don't want to lose the security of having a job, chances are right now your job might be on the line or you may have even lost your job. I don't know. I have been saying this for years. It's more risky trying to be safe right now than it is to take a risk. And it doesn't apply any more than right now. So think about that for a moment. It's more risky to try and be safe than it is to try and take a risk. I say that through so many of my messages, including marketing, including business. You know, if you're not innovating, then you're getting, you'll be getting out innovated and like things like that. So take a risk, take that time. And there's no better time than right now. See, the fate of your livelihood is in someone else's hands right now and you don't know how well that person above you is at managing a company through hard times like this. You have put a lot of trust into that person and sometimes you've never even met that person and depending on the job, you know. If you've lost your job right now or you're about to lose your job, this may be a blessing in disguise. When do you ever get a push you need in the right direction? You've always wanted to work as a full-time creative, doing your own hustle, when is the perfect time? I think it's right now. In times like this is the perfect time to rise above the ashes and build something you're proud of. Because why not? Think about it. If you've already lost so much, what more do you have to lose? If you're scared of losing it all, wouldn't you rather losing at what you love instead of losing from a place of fear? 
Losing it all when you give 100% and you're doing what you love is a story worth telling. Losing, doing something you don't love but you think it's safe, now that is a tragedy. So right now, it's time to be bold. Step as far out of your comfort zone as possible and take those risks you wouldn't usually take. Because, let's be honest, being safe. What adventures has that ever got anyone? What success has that grown anyone? What stories come from that? What life is lived in that place? If you're waiting for a sign from God, and I'm not religious, but I do think this is the biggest sign you'll ever get. In times of recessions and market crashes, some of the most innovative, creative, and successful businesses are born. And it usually comes from people that have lost it all and they don't have a choice. They have to do it to survive. They have to do it because they don't have safety. They have to do it for themselves. And I know in this downturn, it's going to make so many people incredibly poor for years to come. And it will be hard to recover. And it's going to make so many people wealthy and set them up for life. Because it's not about the event. It's not the event that's happened. It's how we react to the event. I talk so much about gratitude because when you practice gratitude every day, it's almost impossible to have negative thoughts. And in times like this, if you have gratitude for all the things that you do have, you won't lose a thing. You only have so much to gain and nothing to lose. And the only way from here is up. If you've lost everything, you can grow. You can go higher. Isn't that exciting? So let this be a message to those that need it most. Allow yourself to heal from the losses, but don't let it become your story. It's just a step closer to where you want to be in life. And even if you can't actually see that right now. Okay, that's enough for me. I quickly want to talk about my sponsors and jump into the conversation with Dan. This episode is sponsored by my very own online course, Album Academy and posing and lighting. We're making both courses incredibly affordable in these hard times so it reaches the people that need them the most. Use the promo code MAKEYOURBREAK for either course for a huge discount and to find out more, head over to jialong.co forward slash courses. Seriously guys, in this downtime, I am doing online courses myself and I can't get enough. I'm learning so much and knowledge is power in a time like this. So if you want to scale up, If you want to make more revenue and be prepared when all the work picks back up, now is the time to do online courses. So we got Dan O'Day here. I'm talking to him. He's in his lounge room. I'm in my lounge room. Actually, you look like you're in your bedroom there, Dan. And um, yeah, we just sort of keep it isolated so we can't do this in person. But that's all right. Things move on. And I actually just wanted to have a chat to Dan today just to see what he's up to and his perspective on things. And I also put out a podcast episode last week about how to better survive a recession with your business and how business can start during a recession. So Dan's an interesting guy to talk to because his business started around 2009, just after the last recession. And um, I think that's an interesting topic to talk about. But before we get into that, hi, Dan, how are you? Hey, good. Thanks, Jai. How you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm just I'm getting through it, just like the rest of us, I guess. Yeah, it's it's um yeah, it's kind of like um life graduation school, like that HSC is for life at the moment, isn't it? Like everyone's <laughs> everyone's like been thrown into a situation, like what would you do? You know, will you pass being a good human? Yeah, I guess it's it's interesting times, and I guess a lot of people are learning a lot about themselves and learning about the good and the bad as well. Of, you know, just ourselves, our own businesses, and also the world around us as well. Yeah, man, it's really it's really eye opening, isn't it? 
It's interesting how people are reacting to things. Like it's we're starting to get into a little bit of a frenzy of like every man for themselves, get as much toilet paper as you can. And yeah. I didn't really expect that, especially here in Australia. I thought we were a little bit more chill than that, but it kind of opened up my eyes a little bit that we're more on edge than I thought. It's funny, you know, like I, I was, I had a bit of a think about this. I'm sure as everyone has, and it's kind of maybe like the reason that we're so chilled is why people are losing their mind. Like, because, you know, where <laughs> I think Aussies are getting as hard. We didn't take it seriously for so long. And like, everyone's like, yeah, she'll be right. She'll be right. But all of a sudden they're like, Hey, people are crapping in my front yard. Quick. Let's like, maybe she won't be right. You know, let's all start losing our minds. And so all of a sudden it's a Friday night at the club, you know? Mm, definitely feels like that. How, how are you feeling? Tell me a little bit about how you're feeling right now. Oh man. You know, I'm, um, I have to say I am feeling a little bit relieved for the lockdown. Like I'm, I'm feeling a little bit relieved for the slow in the cogs at the moment. Um, because it, well, I can only speak personally, right? Like just for me personally, like the last year and a half has been really intense uh, on the personal, like the home front. And as far as like, you know, without going into too much details, it's just that Andy, myself, you know, it's the first year of us having a baby. And then we've also like taken on the care of my parents. So we've sort of moved them into our house as well. Um, and, you know, it was just a really big sort of jolt to the system, you know, lots of like um, life um, adjustments that we had to make in a short period of time. So as a result, obviously me being away so much for work, it's, it was uh, pretty much like almost kind of like quicksand a little bit the last 12 months it's felt like, you know, like the faster I've run, the faster I've sunk, you know. And so regardless of the dip in income that's going to be coming in for everyone, I think that I'm sort of going to welcome the, the machine slowing down a little bit, you know, and it's a good opportunity to catch catch my breath personally anyway yeah man i feel that for sure i think for myself um i've been running pretty flat stick and i feel like it's a weird kind of like hey wait a second you can just calm down slow down not order uber eats for a night and stay home and cook and drink a wine and watch the sunset which is really interesting it's not something that i do every afternoon but i have been for the last week i know right i think that's the thing it's it's sort of um I'm kind of like, I'm really actually loving all those memes popping up of like, you know, it's Mother Nature's way of, of putting us, what, go, telling us to go to our bedroom and think about what we've done. You know, like, <laughs> it's kind of like, I, I understand there's a serious side to it. And I really need, so I'm not trying to make light, obviously, of the seriousness of it, what's happening. But I think that if I was to find, you know, a little glimmer of, um, of awesomeness in it, I kind of like that it's going to force <laughs> a lot of us to kind of, be a little bit more mindful and grateful for what we got going. Yeah, on. absolutely. How's how's your um, business looking? Like, I know that you and Andy are both in the wedding industry, yeah. doing two different things, and um, I'm guessing it's impacted you pretty hard. Definitely, yeah. I mean, we've got thankfully we've it's been really awesome. Like, um, uh, well, so check it out. So the next, I've got the next 28 weeks off. Well, shooting weddings anyway. So the the weddings that I've got booked for the next 28 weeks have rescheduled um i've had one cancellation so that's like the longest break i think i've ever had in my life like as far as since i've been running the business you know <laughs> so like at the moment my brain because i'm at the moment i'm still playing catch up on edits and stuff so my brain's like right now going okay 28 weeks to get myself mentally and physically back on track do some yoga hang out with my son 
catch up on all those sort of lifey things that I've wanted to do. And it kind of feels like it might be a little bit of a, a second chance at hitting restart. Having said that, in four weeks' time, you might come to me for another chat and I might be going, you know, in the in the shower, like chewing gum, just crying, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, I want to talk to you about like, you know, when you started your business, it was just after 2008 and it was a bit of a world crisis at the time, a bit of a meltdown. And I'm guessing when you started your business, it probably didn't really affect it that much in terms of what you were thinking because you kind of just started it and that's just where that's just where the playing field was at the time. And then from there, you mm-hmm. sort of built it up. And so I want to know a little bit about that. So how's, I guess, like the landscape of the industry and the wedding wedding industry sort of evolved from where it was then to what it was just before it kind of collapsed yeah. a week ago. Yeah, it's funny, you know. Well, obviously, it was such a different time, right? Like, so... Um, that was to, I went full time in 2009. I did it. Yeah. And it was a tricky time financially. I think my shop, my first wedding in 2007, went full time 2009. So I worked for two years full time still while doing weddings on the side. And so at the time I wasn't used to relying on income from weddings solely because I was pretty reliant on like my nine to five job. So I think what's kind of worked for and against as well. I think we chatted about Mm. this last time is my ignorance a little bit. So I was like, ah, oh, it'll all work out. I'll just go go for it, go hard, without much sort of thought about um, consequence at that stage. Now I'm a little bit more thinky, obviously, and I have more people and more dependents and, and you know, I, I can't be as reckless. But sometimes I think that reckless sort of way of thinking can sometimes, you know, obviously reap some benefits as well. I think that the difference then to now, obviously, is it's we're hitting going to hit a recession or hitting a recession for a different reason you know it was a obviously it was like a wall streety thing that happened mm. last time and this is a pandemic which is different so we don't know really how long this is going to last for and it's going to test everyone um to get a little bit more creative actually i think in or not to get creative and just give the creative section a break you know like send your creative part of your brain on sabbatical to just recharge and just go do something mindless for a while you know what i mean like um go work in a in a um one of the industries that <sighs> forced to keep going at the moment and then just you know recharge it's kind of nice one of the things i did miss about the nine to five is is being able to switch off at five and not have to think about you know like you know revenue funnels and all that sort of stuff you know like it's it's kind of nice to just like series and just drink a few reds i think a lot of people are kind of thinking that right now they're starting to re reevaluate like what they do and why do they put themselves through so much stress and especially now when there's like less reward and then it's like, also, you know, you've got no backup plan. It's just like, okay, exactly. I'm out and I make money for myself. Well, and then the buck stops at me kind of thing. No, no, you go, Which I think is really interesting. Well. Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking like, it's really interesting right now. Um, a lot of people have been reaching out to me that have, you know, just started their businesses and they're just first starting. And I think they're a little bit worried, but I don't think they're leaning mm-hmm. enough into their recklessness, just like you are saying. And actually, like getting more into their out of their comfort zone right now. Um, I know for myself, like especially when I first started, it didn't it didn't matter if there was a recession or if there's a bubble or whatever it was. It was just like, here's my thing, and this is what I'm doing, no matter yeah. what. Like throw the punches, like let's go, kind of thing. And I think now it's easier for someone that's just starting a business. It's like the opportunity for them, opposed to someone like myself or maybe even yourself, Dan, where we've already got staff and we've already got um you know a little yeah. bit of an empire that can like fall over really easily 
And like you said, more will depend and so it's harder to be reckless now for ourselves. So I actually feel like the people yeah, that should be less scared 100%. are the people that are just starting a business anything, right now. It's probably, if you're just starting, like if, if you're out there and you're just sort of kicking it off, I would actually be relieved in a way, not relieved again for the illness, but relieved at, it's almost like everyone's been given, I reckon. It feels to me like the slate's been cleared, you know, because, and I think another thing to remember for people is it isn't, it might be the, it might be a shortcoming in cash flow at the moment. But it, one thing that I keep thinking about is the fact that, I, I, well, provided that we you know we can get on top of it in the next few months as, you know, the illness. If this comes back, if we come back, we're going to have probably the busiest year in weddings on the planet Earth in 2021. There'll be more supply versus demand. Yeah, will be crazy. I agree. It, it, it will, there will be <laughs> more weddings than I feel like we can service. So what I would probably say to people right now is rather than sort of thinking, I don't, don't get me wrong, I think people do need to obviously think about cash flow and there's a lot of resources out there at the moment that people can take advantage of. God, I just took a bunch of stuff like someone said to me the other day, I'm like, I've had this stuff from Bunnings sitting in my car for like about six months with the receipt still in the bag. And I was at Bunnings the other day, like I was having an Armageddon moment and and Andy and I were going in to get something else. And then we're like, shit, you know, I've never returned anything to Bunnings. Why don't I return this this rail and this curtain and this thing? And then anyway, I returned it, got 120 in the in the in back in the wallet. And I was like, oh, that was pretty sweet. I've got like a garage full of Bunnings stuff I haven't opened at home. There's a hot tip. If you if you got stuff from the shops, you have to have an open jet. Go return it for some short term cash flow. But aside <laughs> from that, sorry, a bit of a tangent. But aside <laughs> from that, um, like thinking, I think maybe thinking about the opportunity to reinvest back into clients that you've already had, uh, the people that have already taken the chance on you so far. I think a lot of people overlook that. Like I think a lot of people are always trying to work out. I need to use this to market. I need to market this. I need to do that. And I think maybe that's not really true. Like I think um, that the, you've already won with the clients that have booked you in the past. They've already trusted you enough. They've already invested in your brand and your product. Like I would be spending my energy on reconnecting with some of those people that sort of shook your world a little bit and made you feel um, like you could do it. And rather than putting 2000 bucks into an ad or doing this, I'd spend 2000 bucks on your past clients and make them continue to talk about you in a positive way. Like, and also just remembering that like next year people are looking as i mean we're still getting a bunch of inquiries you know so people are still looking for their weddings for next year so maybe just by adapting less of a short-term um you know view on what's happening in the immediate three months with business and more about how your business can really capitalize on making a good strong comeback in 21 i think you know it's a healthy challenge anyway Mm. I think I think a lot of um, especially actually uh, creative entrepreneurs kind of struggle actually having foresight and seeing into the future or having like a long-term plan like I know if I say something like where do you picture yourself in five yeah. years like most creative entrepreneurs will probably laugh at me and say I don't know where I'm going to be you know next year sort of thing which is understandable because I know you're sort of like you know you're living you're living you're flowing you're living life to the fullest and everything but you're not living the life to the fullest when something like this comes and then all of a sudden you stop and you can only picture three months ahead. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, my life's over. Oh, my God, my business is over because yeah. I can only see two months, three months ahead. And when I look at something like this, it's like I don't want to, you know, say, say the same as you. I don't want to like downturn how serious it is, but I do get a little bit excited because 
when I see something like this, all I see is opportunities. Like you said, it's like a clean slate on the business front. Um, there's so many crazy opportunities going to open up to me because I'm in that position that I've, I've kind of, I've, I've actually been like predicting a recession or a pullback for the last 12 months. So I've really been like kind of funneling everything in towards setting myself up for this. But that's just having like that four, five year kind of foresight of like, where do I think things will be? And then if something did happen, how could I react to it and continue going, you know, in 12 months and 24 months? Yeah, man. It's like a, it's like a risk analysis, you know, like people used to, when I was working in the government, we used to work on like, you know, when you're looking at tenders for like putting out um, or taking on a quote from other businesses, you know, they'd have like a risk analysis chart that you have to sort of go through and like, what's the worst case if this doesn't work out or the best case if this works out and you sort of, it gives you a percentage at the very end. I think it's really cool to like, to be aware mm. and optimistic. It's a tricky balance between being aware and being optimistic. Um, you know, you don't want to suck too much fun out of it. You know, you want to keep it exciting enough yeah. to, and kind of a little bit more, a little bit like unrealistic enough that it sort of gives you that like what if um, energy that I think is what's kind of exciting about running business is sort of what if, like what if I could or mm. what if I land here or, you know, and then it's for me like, and I'm sure most people and yourself, you land somewhere and then you're like, but now what if? <laughs> so I think it's like make sure stop to smell the concrete like along the way, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a really good time mm. to try and exercise a little bit of fun. Oh, well, shit. Even if you take creative creativity out of it, just maybe like learning about like what you just touched on about not knowing where you are five five years ahead or three months ahead. Just some some. There's a lot of really great, I think, creatives out there with really really great minds and and um, really great craft persons out there. But I feel like like with me and many of us is that you know the business part came heaps later. Uh, at first, it was just about just about the art, man. You know, making some great stuff and flying around and high fiving everyone and having a good old time. But getting that sort of like basic business fundamentals and getting that foundation down, like just sort of raining it back, just a touch, and getting out those little spreadies, and working, out, working out some numbers. You know, <laughs> it could be a bit fun. You know, like um, and it could be a good time for it because you won't feel like you're necessarily getting left behind too much, which is often felt, you know, every day on social one's kind of like go to your room have a think about it for a while mm. yeah did you know optimizing the copy on your website can help allow your traffic to fall in love with your brand get you a much higher conversion rate and get you more traffic from search engines I've been using Pepperstone Media for years, so I know what good copy can do. If this is one piece of the puzzle your business is lacking, I am giving you $100 US off a Pepperstone copywriting package, so you too can have killer copy that converts on your website. Just use the code MAKEYOURBREAK. For all the information, head over to jialong.co forward slash Pepperstone. That's jialong.co forward slash Pepperstone. I think what's interesting is like I, I'm actually like I'm kind of good at business but at the same time I don't like thrive of looking at spreadsheets or numbers and figures like I don't that's not really where I you know where I thrive I actually thrive more on like probably communications and marketing um, because mm -hmm. I like a lot of psychology like I'm more so in that but I know for myself I think what I really love about like if I'm looking inwards about myself at the moment 
is I am so naive to so many things. I just don't know so many things. And I understand that and I know that, but I feel really empowered right now where if I did lose everything, which I could do, you know, in a month's time or something, if I lost everything, I feel empowered that I am resourceful, that I'll be able to work it out or I'll be able to find, I'll be able to like rebuild in the sense of like, I'm not going to lose my knowledge. I'm only going to lose like the monetary things that I have now. And so that's an interesting thing because it's kind of like a backup plan, but it's not, it doesn't actually exist, but it's, it's just, I guess like getting rid of the anxiety of having the power of saying like, I could make the decision to get myself out of that situation. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So you have a break glass in case of emergency permanently there. So at least you know that if there's an emergency, all you have to do is break something and you can actually save yourself from it. It's kind of like, if I may segue this into like a little wedding story, considering, you know, we're wedding photographers. Yeah. So what I used to do is I, I used to like religiously <laughs> like location scout, like for years, every single wedding like as well as much as I could you know until I started traveling a bit more for them then I didn't have the opportunity so much but I found right that it was up until like I can't remember it was a few years ago and Jeff Newsom was in Australia and he's uh, one of the creators in, of develop presets and and he's a mate you know he's, he's a really cool guy and he's um was sort of saying you know that he never scouts anymore for his weddings because you know he's just learned to trust himself to uh you know, to come up with the goods. And so, I don't know, that stuck with me a little bit. I kept scouting for a long time. But uh, what I found more often than not, when you you might go scout a location, but when you shoot, you, you don't end up doing, like, anything that you scouted. But going into it knowing mm. that you do have a plan for these five locations with these backdrops always made me feel comfortable enough to actually play outside of that mm. um, storyboard, you know. So it was kind of game- yeah, it gave me the freedom to explore knowing I had a fallback totally. on those locations, even if I never used them. So a lot of the time I was location scouting for the break glass in case of emergency, not necessarily for what was going to end up happening. Yeah, I guess I've got a little spin on that as well. Um, so I don't actually ever scout weddings. It's kind of killed me in the past because it's it's hindered my creativity trying to chase something mm-hmm. that doesn't exist because light's changed and everything's changed. But what I do do is... And this is kind of going back to like the knowledge factor thing is um, I do go scout weddings, especially if I haven't shot the venue before and if it's in the city. And all I scout for is a car park. I, I drive around and I look and I go, okay, so that's where the ceremony is and that's where I can park and that's approximately five minutes walk. Then I check out the reception. And yeah, and then so like even for the portraits, if I'm like, okay, well, I know we're going to the botanical gardens, I will drive past and I'll look for, okay, I can park here. It's paid <laughs> parking. Fantastic. And then that's it. So um, I literally just go, as long as I know where I need to park my car and I yeah. won't run, be running late and I won't stuff up on my behalf, all the creative yeah. stuff, like that's easy. I can just walk around, take photos and, and like talk and do whatever. Absolutely, yeah. man. I think it's eliminating that stress. Like for me, the other way, that's also the reason my, my twist on your twist is that that's why I always have second shooters is because a lot of the time <laughs> um, their gig will be to like drive me and drop me off at the at the entrance or at the park while they go find a park and come join Mm. later um because i don't trust myself to be that organized to like scout a location or a park or a spot or you know get my brain struggles in those sorts of um setups so by eliminating that thinking process from my head Mm. i do that by getting a second shooter to to kind of help me along with that sort of stuff because i know that i found miserably if it was just up to me um 
It's just foresight, foresight and damage control. Yeah. Pretty funny. I shoot a lot of weddings in Melbourne City. Actually, most of my weddings now are in Melbourne City. And then I catch an Uber to everywhere. So they just drop me off. And sometimes I feel like I'm not working hard enough because, you know, they pick me up from my house and then they drive me to where I'm supposed to go. I don't even know where I'm going. And then, you know, when I get there, I look it up on my phone. I go level three, whatever. And then I get, you know, yeah. walk out the front and I get picked up and then get taken to the reception ceremony. And then I shoot some shoot some portraits and stuff and then we go to the reception and at the end of the day i'm like geez it was an it was easy day by uber <laughs> you know and i'm like am i is this uh, supposed no, it, to be this easy it's, well it's smart man it's just smart like making life as easy as you possibly can like <laughs> yeah they all come to me like, i prefer to be out of pocket a few bucks if i have to fork out for a bit of extra help um you look really restless you're kind of rolling around in your bed there so for those who don't know we're on a video call right now, so I can actually see Dan, and he's really rolling around in that bed there. Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm such a fidgeter. Like I, I struggle, so struggle. I've got the ADD, so it's like it's real hard for me to stay still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Hey, um, how can we stop ourselves right now becoming a victim of our own circumstances? Yeah, it's good. That's a good question. I think that's a pretty big question right now. By thinking about or putting our energy into something other than ourselves. And I don't mean that like go work at a soup kitchen. I mean, oh God, please, if you can do it, you know, but what I mean by that is it's so easy to internalize everything and every decision that we make at the moment. And it's so easily, it's so easy to carry so much weight. You know, I think I could sit here and think about the mouths that I'm are depending on um, me right now. And by mouths, I mean to feed, obviously, not just like little talking heads. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that I could carry around in my head right now. But I, I learned this from like ant, uh, headspace, which is really fun for me. It's going to be there regardless of not. The outcome is going to be similar. Now, it's, it's, it's good in theory, but whether I carry that anxiety of that weight around with me or whether I don't, I'll probably find that I'll be a lot more productive if I can somehow note that it's there but distract myself by investing my time and my focus into people that are outside of me. So somehow working on a way to detach from our current circumstance to get invested in someone else's circumstances or to get invested in another project or to do something as simple as helping a friend, you know, like lay a driveway or watch a series that has nothing to do with business. Read like the old Dragonlance novels, go back to painting figurines. I don't know, but I feel like emptying our brains, it's almost like doing a declutter of all of the... um, the spam that you accumulate what's it called when you get rid of everything on computer to make it run fast the cache it's kind of like getting yeah getting rid of the cache that sort of it's like the shrapnel that gets left in your brain from all the thoughts that we have of like questioning ourselves or comparing ourselves or what ifing ourselves i think if we can somehow like get that blown out by just putting our brain into something completely mindless for a while i don't know i feel like that would that's going to really help me. That's what I'm, pl- I'm going to try to do. I'm going to just start painting again and um, make sure that I invest enough time and energy into mapping out some sort of a strategy for the next 18 months. But Sounds perfect. Hey, Dan O'Day, Dan O'Day, what, what should I do so I'm not a victim of my own circumstances? Can you give me some advice? Well, we say victim of your own Specifically to me? <laughs> yeah, well. When you, well, I think you need to like take a little break. I mean, here's the thing: is like 
much going on. I know that you're like on the half of 24-7, but 25-8, but it's great. Like, that's the thing, right? Like that's that's why, um, you know, you have a, a range of products that people are interested and excited to see and follow along, you know. Um, but I think, you know, the sooner that we, and you would probably tell you everyone listening as well, is that, of course, like, you know, you, well, I'm, I'm assuming anyway, I hope you say yes, otherwise it's a bit orky. But I'm sure the reason you probably have those times where you do think about it and you care about it enough that you probably do have some sleepless moments or some some some, some terrifying hours between three and four a.m. or or whatever you know, like a lot of uh, a lot of entrepreneurs do, I think, because mm-hmm. they expect so much from themselves. It's why they create a really great product, but it's also really hard to um, ask yourself for a holiday, you know. So absolutely. That's the hardest battle I find, and 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 then for me, it's it's. Andrea wrote down today. We got some great advice from a friend of ours, Haley, um, and she was saying that you know you guys need to really strip it back, like just what. And this is classic, you know, like motivational talk stuff. Yeah, that's what I need. It's we need to hear it. Like, oh yeah, instead of like saying you know this 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 each day, rather than thinking oh I'll just make it three things each day. That's still a lot. So she was like, well, by the end of this week. What's like just one, one business goal I want to meet? What's one personal goal I want to meet? And what's, I think it was like, I can't remember, but my three answers were the one I said things for myself. It was like work on the deck, fix the yard, you know, raise the ceiling. And Andy Andy was like, no, 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 for you. Like that's to help the house because you want to build the environment. Like what do you want to do for you? I'm like, well, if the thing I always default to is paint, like with that, if, if, if someone says don't, just just do something for you what's it going to be it'd be like just just have a two meter by two meter canvas in the garage and just walk up to it and just start painting that's my Mm. idea of something for me and um then i need to work out how not to try and monetize that so that's that's the thing as well well there's a big gap in the market actually like for dinner day paintings yeah 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 yeah. absolutely so like my brain's like oh maybe i should get back into painting you know like you know and i can do like two a year like i'll get this gallery represent me (laughs) that's the that's what's got to switch off man that's what's really hard it's interesting like being a creative artist you know like yourself or even like myself and then being a creative entrepreneur where like you say you want to create something for yourself and you want to do those things for yourself but then all of a sudden you want to monetize something and you don't know why, but it's your brain just goes into default of like, Ooh, I could have a online store. I could do this. I could do that. Oh, imagine if I had an exhibition, imagine this. And it spirals out of control. And before you know it, you got like a year's worth of work ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. And then you start straight away and then you, all of a sudden you're not painting anymore. And, 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 that, and that's the thing is because, you know, business is obviously is, is creative as well. You know, mm. like I find business ex- over it, so exciting and so creative i love the art of business and that's where it come from you as well like i think in general you're a creative like you've got a good business mind but i think most people with good business minds are generally creative as well they mm. don't they don't associate like necessarily uh marketing or or no marketing is creative but they might not necessarily uh, associate numbers and spreadsheets and stuff like that yeah analytics yeah, modeling necessarily yeah exactly but it is creative it's very creative yeah i believe I so um so that's why i think they're all tight like how many people do you know right that are like photographers but they also like have got a, a, a past in music mm. or they used to sketch or they used to do this or whatever that all ties in so often i find that like we've followed a lot of us that end up in similar um 
bubbles have haven't had a too dissimilar path leading up to that um i think if they stumble across if you take the word business out of business for me it's just another art form yeah. like it's it's all and but that's why i think we end up doing that man that's why i think you paint and then you like strategize <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because i think a lot of um creative entrepreneurs like they just haven't put the link together because business is such a dirty word you know it is it is and it's associated with just boring mundane stuff and i think when you combine the two and say look business can be so creative think about you can design however you want to do it you could market any kind of way you want you can produce a product any kind of way that you want and it becomes limitless and then you have to have so much creativity to be able to make any of that happen yeah absolutely man i mean i think it, it is a uh, business is like i know people associate it with transactions you know mm. I'm, I'm out of business, you know, because like a, a butchery can be out of business and a gallery can be out of business. Oh, man, a hitman can be out of business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I think you just nailed it. I think it's just one of those things that we blanket. We blanket a lot of terminology and that's where a lot of the really good juicy stuff gets lost. Yeah, 100% agree. All right. So I feel like I'm not going to be a victim of my circumstance anymore after that motivational speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny Robbins, they call me. Yep. Yeah. So thanks for that, Dan O'Day. Sitting in your pajamas in your bed, rolling around in front of me, giving me some motivational speeches. Pleasure it's funny trip. because, you know, all I do to make myself feel better is I just contact the best of the best, all the all the leaders in the industry and just say, hey, man, can you talk to me for half an hour, make me feel better? Oh, bro, it's legit. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I feel I feel great. So let's let's just, just, just invoice me afterwards for my little session. We'll do it again next week. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's it's great. I mean, we probably all listen to podcasts too of just other people that we're really interested by. Mm. I'm really enjoying listening to lots of – I'm more listening to more conversations online now, uh, like Joe Rogan and all that sort of stuff. I really enjoy conversational podcasts. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's probably for another conversation. I listened to a really good one the other day. You have to get on this one. Have you listened to Russell Brand before? Oh, I love Russell Brand. But you know what? I haven't actually listened to his podcast. I've listened to – you know, watched a bunch of YouTube I've you know seen him in yeah. his movies and blah blah blah, but I haven't actually listened to his podcast. It's Luminary, right? Yeah, he, well, yeah, he's got a good one with uh, with Tony Robbins in it, and he call like when he's in the interview on him, he calls he he calls him Tony Robbins. So he'd be like, "So Tony Robbins, can you tell me a bit of a motivational story now?" And then, <laughs> and then Tony just goes with it. It's so funny. And then he's like, "Fucking hell, that was inspirational, wasn't it?" And he just tells him how it is. And he's like, "Hey Tony, instead of asking you questions for this podcast, can you just?" Can you just tell me what I have to do with my life? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's so good. It's because he's so charismatic as well. Like, I could just see that. Yeah. I, I love him. I, I really do. I, I also really like Tony. I've, I've, um, I've never really listened to much of his stuff um, aside from a couple of combos with my other favorite people. You know, um, mm. so yeah, Tony. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't mind if I just call him Tony. You know, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because the, yeah, that's right. All right. Well, I'm going to get out of here because I have to go and play some, you know, Super Nintendo. I'm playing GoldenEye at the moment. Oh, sorry, Nintendo 64. Dude, I just sorry. I know. I'll let you go do that. Um, but I saw that <laughs> yesterday that you sent. I was going to message you back and say, "Is that GoldenEye? You're killing me right now." Like, <laughs> it is. But I really, um, I really want to get uh, Nintendo 64, Mario Kart, and GoldenEye. That was they're my two faves. 
I've got all those. I've got Donkey Kong. I've got um, I've got Mortal Kombat, and I've got you know oh. Street Fighter. Yeah, like everything. Well, I'm coming to yours next time I'm in town. All right, mate. Hopefully, that's not too far away with the coronavirus. Fingers crossed, brother. All right, thanks, man. Good to talk to you. See, you, bro. Okay, thanks for tuning in once again. If you're stuck at home and need some free resources, head over to my website and I have a blog with loads of content and downloadable freebies and that is all at jialong.co. And if you do share this podcast on my Instagram, which I know many of you do each week and I'm so thankful for that, make sure you tag me so I can reshare it as well. And my Instagram is at jialong.co. You've been listening to Jialong and I'll see you next time. Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make Your Break is brought to you by Jai Long and produced at our in-house studio Free the Bird Productions. We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more information on this podcast, our online courses, products, workshops or just want to say hi, We're here for you at jailong.co.